this is? What is this? I Where started, the I, magic happens? I, I totally pointed at her mid like thought. Because <laughs> I just forgot. To throw I forgot that Ryan cues me. Just trying to keep it fresh. Yeah. It, Didn't you know, want it to sound rote. No, no. This is no edits. You guys, we barely ever edit anymore because we're very busy and editing. We just trust you that you'll love whatever fucking nonsense is in there. Um, Ryan and I were just talking about, oh, there's a lot of things to talk about today, but uh, we were talking about, uh, you know, how we've always basically been preppers. Yeah, I mean, I think luckily, I mean, but you and I are preppers for different reasons, too. Oh, um, you're a germaphobe, if I'm not mistaken, uh-huh. and I'm a conspiratorial end of the world. I'm both, though. I'm both. I, but I mean, fantasize like you are about zombies, but you are like predominantly like the controlling. Ask one. me my plan in this apartment of zombies. Do you want to know my whole? What I have a whole <laughs> every place I've ever lived. I have an entire plan about how I'm going to get on the roof, what I'm going to write on the roof for when help comes. Um, yeah, I got it all worked out. Do you, okay. Well, also see how there are bars on all my windows. Yes, that was a choice. I can't live on a first floor without bars on all the windows. I would well, go crazy. I installed an extra lock on my door that nobody knows about. <laughs> <laughs> I've got another one that I'm going to install. But what I was Hi, guessing buddy. was that, like, if you had to describe your dominant feature mm-hmm. of your prepping like mentality, oh. it's like it's like you're. Like your predominant feature guns. is the germaphobe, and then also yes, like true. the apocalyptic part. Very true. Very and true. I am predominant apocalyptic. Just ever since I was a kid, and like you know, my whole life I've gone through like extreme phases where I thought the world was ending, um, and I it's have, affected like the way I've lived my life. So you do you know that I'm one of the babies that was radiated by uh, Three Mile Island? What? Yeah, I was radiated. So Wait, like they they gave me money as a baby. How is this never coming up? I don't know. How is this never yeah, coming up? Yeah, the great How radiation leak of seventy nine. Three Mile Island is located specifically on uh, in Pennsylvania. In Pennsylvania, in Central PA, and uh, my family lived nearby, so we were all radiated. Everybody got a big cash settlement, but I didn't sign anything, so I should sue those motherfuckers again for my Hashimoto's and PCOS and whatever else. Wow, I can't believe I'm just now learning this information. I'm not so happy. I this don't, could I don't be like explaining so much other stuff. Yeah, I know, right? So um, when, <sighs> this is a fucked up story. When we were kids, we found out we'd been radiated. As we grew up, it was like, yeah, radiation poisoning, whatever. Um, I, I don't think we actually had to get treatment or anything. We were just in the zone when the radiation leak happened. So I don't know. I don't I honestly know. I should probably Google this. Um but then my parents were one of the many times they were almost divorcing. My mom's like, instead of telling us that, that she's leaving him, she tells us that there's another radiation leak and we need to pack up our stuff and go. And I'm like packing up my hamsters, of which I had many. And she said, no, no, we got to leave the hamsters. And I was I was hysterical. I was like, they're going to die. And she goes, your dad will take care of them. And I'm like he's going to die. <laughs> like They're all going to die. And then she's like, okay, fine. There's no radiation leak. We're just leaving. And then I was double fucked up. Cause then you have to process not being radiated again. And yeah, anyway, and then you have to process like, she's wh- a wonderful parent. Otherwise, who like, <laughs> can I believe anything she says initially? She's also like 22 at this point or something, you know, she's a little bit older, but she's a baby. She shouldn't have kids. Nobody should have kids at that age. Um, when yeah. I was her age, I was still like, Sleeping on couches because I'd been doing cocaine for two weeks straight. Yeah, I was so sleeping was, on couches. She was doing she fine. She was I very mean, highly evolved. Yeah, but Had a like. Ha- owned a home. Owned but it many also homes. makes you like, it, it starts this like pattern of like. True. Can I really believe big things from her? <laughs> you know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? Yeah, how do I retrust her again? Yeah. Yeah, we also called bullshit on Santa. Sorry, I think somebody just took a shit in one of the litter boxes. 
Do oh yeah, we're over at Angela's place yeah. this time. <laughs> One of the and, uh, four litter boxes. Because Mercury, the shadow of Mercury rec- retrograde while we're yes. recording this is still here, so she I can't, can't buy a car can't until a car. we're out of the shadow. Which is interesting because I had a phone conversation with a bank, my bank today. Oh, about something. What? And, um, about a, a financial agreement, and I was like, Ooh. and then like as I was getting ready to kind of agree to something, I was like, oh wait. I didn't say Mercury it to the. Retrogr- yes. I didn't say it to the person, but I was like, "Oh, I'm." You, you know, texted me. And you I might asked- need some. Uh, yeah, that's why I texted <laughs> you because I was on the phone with like a, uh, a loan officer at the bank, Smart. and uh, because basically, I mean, it's not like it's some kind of secret thing. I'm j- what I'm going to do is I'm taking out a, like a, a large personal loan. Ooh. And because what I'm doing is I'm consolidating other debt at a lower interest rate. So smart, Ryan. That's so grown up. But I haven't. 100% pulled the trigger on doing it yet <laughs> yeah. just because like I mean I don't use my credit cards for anything anyway yeah Um, except unless I have to give them to like a hotel for incidentals which I never do right or, like I never like you know rent movies or buy food or whatever but so I mean the, the key here is like what a lot of people fall into the trap of doing that and then continuing to use their cards and yes. now they have double debt, right? Oh, and that's how you suffer. Hi, welcome to my world. And I, I lost my job very suddenly. I had like a really great lucrative right ghostwriting gig for a while. And um, all of a sudden it was just over. And I had racked up so much debt. And it was I had so much. I was doing well. And then all of a sudden I had no money. And I was, I, I'm triple fire. I've got to get better at preparing for this. I had no savings. Because I was like, money's coming. But money does come to me. And I also... A couple downloads I've gotten is they're like, hey, you need to save, but also trust your system. And it's my system. You know, money comes to me and the moment I stop thinking otherwise is when I run out of money. But I shouldn't have savings. Yeah. I mean, I was surprised that I, you know, just because I haven't tried to do something like this. Yeah. um, I was like surprised when they came back and like, oh, yeah, you're approved. You know, and I was just like, "Uh, wow. Are you sure about this? (laughs) And the interest rate is definitely lower. And, you know, so I could I could pull the trigger on it like right now. But I'm thinking if I wait a week to think about it, because mm-hmm. I've got I've got like, I don't know, three or four weeks while the offer's on the table. Yeah. So I'm thinking I could just do it later when my credit score improves and get it okay. even lower and get an even lower rate. Right. Yeah. Um, so that's what I'm like trying to figure out if I want to do right now. Ooh, but this is some like, this is some big earth energy. Oh, is Where it? Are your, yeah, where's yeah, okay. your earth placement? I'm leaning into my Capricorn and Mercury these okay. days, but yeah, this is some very, uh, earth. I mean, I got a lot of numbers here. I'm not going to go over Damn, them, Ryan. I mean, well, I, I can get 13.99%. Uh, oh now. shit. I but need if an I, earth sign. But if I raise my credit score like 50 points, I, I can potentially get down to 7.99%. Wow, Ryan. I didn't pay in much attention to those numbers because I get cross-eyed with any kind of math. But I have to find <laughs> out if they have a prepay penalty <laughs> because my whole plan is just to prepay the whole thing off anyway. See, I'm sitting over here and I'm like, how do I lease a car? Which people oh, say really is stupid. Easy. It is, right? Yeah, but I mean, yeah, do you want to lease a car? I mean, <sighs> I don't know. I don't want a Dave car. Dave Ramsey will tell you. I have to get a financial car Financial guru Dave <laughs> Ramsey <laughs> will tell you that the only way you get a car is if you pay for the whole thing, right? At, uh-huh. at the time you get it, because it, that's immediately, what yeah. it immediately starts losing value the second you. So that's it's why like, you don't buy a brand new car, which is actually what I did with my Three Mile Island well, money when buy I turned it eighteen. I bought a Dodge Neon, brand new. Got to pick out the interior and everything. It was the stupidest <laughs> thing a person could. I do. I mean, I can't tell you how ridiculous it sounds. Like how excited you just looked when uh, you were talking an about Dodge Neon. electric blue one. It was so cute. No, but I mean, it's Dodge not a stupid Neon. thing to do if you just buy it outright, right <laughs> yeah. away. 
You know what I mean? Because then you're never underwater. But when you buy a brand new car, it's stupid. You should buy one that's new-ish. Brand new cars are like you lose money the moment. What's that saying? The moment you drive it off the lot. What's happening? Do this. Do what? Yes. Wait. There. That's better. Is it better? Yeah, there was a weird... That was me. That was my stomach. I'm just So No, it was an electrical thing. Oh, I ate peanut butter... um, What's it called before you come over? Um, so anyway, okay, yeah. so so you're a grown up who doesn't. But it could pull change my monthly. Pay, it could drop my month. Just that change in interest rate could drop my minimum monthly payment by seventy bucks. Wow, that's really great. Seventy times twelve is big, Ryan. I'm not gonna. Don't tell me the math. Don't make me do it. But that's a lot of money. Well, it's eight hundred forty. Oh God. Eight hundred forty <laughs> times five. Look at that cat chewing on garbage. And then if you do Why that, why don't we always record over here? Look at all this action. Well, because you get distracted so easily. That's why we don't <laughs> do that. True, it's true. And it's also a little easier to control the sound environment. Oh, at your place. With my setup. Is this bugging you? I have an air purifier on right here. Oh, I'll yeah. That on. should. Yeah. Actually, there. that should be turned Sorry on. Sorry about that. If that was. Wait, a hold on a second. Is it very different? Okay. So, okay. We can get back <laughs> on track here. But what we're dealing with here is I am trying to make steps to like ground myself financially. Yeah. Um, but I you. should wait until Mercury's yep. shadow, yes. retrograde shadow is gone. See, correct? this is a smart woo person, Ryan, because you're, you're, <laughs> you're using the woo, but you're still, you're not like me. I'm a stupid woo person. I'm just like, you're stew woo. I'm stew woo. But I did do a lot of manifestation and I got a ton of jobs out of nowhere. Oh, you did? Yeah. Bam, bam, well, bam. It was crazy. Well, we could talk about um, manifestation because, you know, with the full moon that just happened, mm-hmm. I, you know, destroyed my list that I had made on the new moon. Oh, yeah. As per whatever message I received to do that. Um, and and I think tomorrow might be the day I actually go to the mountain because I've been told I need to go to the mountain and bury my jar. Oh, oh uh, yeah. So I'm going to the top of the mountain maybe tomorrow because that body rash I've had is I think it's gone. <laughs> but it's like now it's like psychosomatic. <sighs> Where I'll just like be walking around and be like, <gasps> I should be itching. Spider bites. I should be itching, right? Oh yeah. Yep. Well, those are real. That's but, like, real. Yeah. So what I'm saying, like, my itch might be in my mind. Yeah. Now, you know. <gasps> oh, hey, look at my Hakate web. Remember me telling you about that? Oh yeah, I see it. It's Isn't black. that cool? It was not there, and then it was there. Um, also, fun fact: I'm pretty sure the spiders live under it that bite me there i think but i i well i mean i guess it would make sense that there's a web and a spider close but by. that's a dust web or something that's not like a real remember web. that song like we are it looks like weird gauze i should please <laughs> yes i'm gonna post a picture to patreon i'm gonna post a picture i love that song actually when there is uh we used is, to sing that when, when is there when, what is it when there's milk near or what is it we are Siamese. It's like when there is milk nearby, that's when you know that we're near, or something about milk being there's nearby. There's milk in the song for sure. And then they're nearby. If there's milk. See that fish swimming round and round? They're trouble, those two. Yeah, I we had a Siamese cat when I was a kid. Oh, she's half Casey, Siamese. And it was a brutal, like, cold blooded. Uh, you know, there's. Oh my God, I never told this like story. Thicker than the well, Siamese, Siamese cats are, first of all, I want to say this. If you have a Siamese cat, like, I'm not talking smack about Siamese cats because Siamese you better cats lower your voice. are... I got a Gemini in there who's well, going to come for your eyes. No, well, <laughs> that <laughs> Gemini knows kidding. exactly where I'm going with he's, it. He's a Siamese cats are, like, they're, like, badass cats. Mm-hmm. 
Like, you don't fuck with He's a He's the littlest cat. one, and he fucks them all up. Yeah, I mean, Siamese Where cats, I, there's something about a Siamese cat that is, like, so, like, so badass to me. Yeah. Anyway, so this I Siamese cat. I have to pull cat, him off of them. We, this Siamese cat ran away. It was my sister's cat, right? So we had this Siamese You've cat, told Casey. This story, I, I think. did. Yeah. And then it ran away, and then, it, like, a year later, it came and back. And then the kittens. And killed the kitten. Yeah. Casey's like, fucked up. It was up. just a killer. Yeah. Killer They're murderers. Cat. They're all murderers. I have a little bird feeder outside my bedroom, and they all stare. Like they get all silent and stare and I can see the look on their faces. They're like, murder, murder. And they watch this bird. Whereas I look at they the bird. They have bloodlust. Yeah, they have bloodlust. I look at the bird and I'm like, that's such a cute little finch. And they're like, I want to destroy. I want to destroy. They they want to kill each other. They want to kill all the birds. I mean, I respect it. I chose this. Look at all these cats. Yeah, I mean, I can respect. I mean, things must die so that other things may live. I that's mean, just part of the cycle them, of life. I feel differently about us with our long colon. Well, no, I'm our talking about big intestines. Well, see, I think that's <laughs> but no, that's the problem right. with human beings is like we always we think of ourselves as separate from Ooh, everything else. Yes, you're right. And, and we so there that's where the other comes in. So like we're separate from animals. We're separate from plants. When in fact we're all just part of the ecosystem together. That yeah. is the universe, right? Yeah, you're in, totally in, in right. Life forms, and so, but by differentiating ourselves mm-hmm. from everything else, it allows us to put ourselves above. Yep. Uh, yep. The other Nailing things, it. and that's what like racism is all about. You like yep. dehumanize other people. God. Now you're above them, right? Now they're the other. So human beings have just done that in general. Yeah. Um, you know, mostly with the starting of organized religion. Mm-hmm. There's this interesting th- concept in the book The Prophet's Way, which I'm reading right now by Tom Hartman. And I've read this fucking book before, like 20 years ago. I know it. <laughs> I know it because there's concepts that I'm reading that I got, that I've kind of had in my mind and I've somewhat lived by. Mm-hmm. And I knew they came from a book I read that I thought had the word prophet Whoa. in it. So I've read this book before, but I'm only remembering like 3% of it as I read it, right? One of the concepts is you should not have, um, certain spiritual leaders believe that you shouldn't have pictures of any living thing in your home. Because the picture of a living thing will replace your actual memory of being uh, with that I have person heard this or from that living so thing. So many right? people, yeah. And so I'm not, I call bullshit. Look I don't this, think so. I don't think so. Look at this cow painting. Every time that's I look at it, that's not a picture. That's a painting. Oh, a photograph. A photograph of a living thing. That's why. Now, that's why the gypsies people, wouldn't let you take their photos. Just think of it this way, and not everybody has to believe this, mm-hmm. but I definitely believe it because when I first read it. It resonated with me because I did the exercise. Think of people that you care about that are close to you. Close your eyes and visualize your memory of them. Is that visual memory you have in your mind, is it a image, like a picture that was taken of them? Mm-hmm. Or is it an actual, in-the-moment experience you had with that person? What is the visual image that pops into your brain when you think about these people? For example, your mom. Oh, What do you see when I say your mom? What's the visual image? Be honest. Honestly, the last time I, I saw her, like well, same with good. my brother. Well, there's no I was pictures of your mom hanging around. Your I apartment have that either. one picture of us when I when I fondled Stephen King with my family watching. Okay. that's there. Well, that's interesting. So <laughs> I, but only over there. I don't even really yeah. see it every day. And I think it's part of the reason why I don't take photos of people. Like I'm, I'm not a big photo person, and I don't, you know, um, and I don't have any photos in my apartment other than i mean i have paintings and drawing and yeah. artwork, but i don't have any photographs hanging. i have them on the fridge do you know that brandy has anfantasia do you know what that is is that how you say anfantasia anfantasia it's where she didn't know she had it and then i think she was listening to a podcast it's where you um can't 
picture things. Like you, she can describe a beach, but she can't actually picture a beach. They don't have a memory, of, a photographic memory at all. Oh, someone was telling me about another person who's like this, who's a writer, and they're uh, they're in comedy, and their their brain works so much differently. Yeah, um, they're like a writing partner for someone, so it becomes a really beautiful partnership because that person's brain who has that uh-huh. um, thinks about things in such a different Interesting. way. Interesting. Brandy's my writing partner. I wonder if that's something. Yeah. So I, I mean, mean, we have a good yin yang. I've yeah, honestly never thought about that. It's a whole, different, it's a whole different thing. Uh, it's all, I mean, it's a whole different life experience. Yeah, it is. It really is to have a completely different brain. Cause like when that. you think about someone who's telling a story, yeah, most of us are like, they can really paint a picture. <laughs> You know yeah. what I mean? But Maybe like, we should have her on sometime to talk about we it. We should. She's funny anyway. That'd be a good idea. Oh, so anyway, so the concept in this book, mm-hmm. it wasn't about the picture thing or the it, the vegetarian thing. Yeah. Which I think we've talked about before, about having the blood of another yeah. animal running through your heart. Um, but it's the idea of like the difference between spirituality and religion. Mm-hmm. Spirituality is a connecting concept. And all religion is based on spirituality at its heart. Yeah. But... Human beings use religion to separate and to accrue power. Yeah. And spirituality is all about connecting everyone as the same. Yeah. Uh, It's a unifying principle. And organized religion is a divisive principle. I would also say spirituality is when you can step into your own power and be independent. I mean, there's a great independence that comes with it. And all the people I knew, all the Mormons I knew... Um, Because I did kind of like help liberate a few Mormon friends from the church. I just saw something over you when I said that. Maybe there's one listening right now. Um, But I I remember them saying things about how hard it is to give up the community. And I was like, what? Because I've left everywhere. You know, I've like lived everywhere and left and made friends and left and never looked back. But I've always been really independent. And I think that that's also something like religion is a safety net. Religion is a built-in community. Well, it's your world, too. I mean, yep. it's. Look I, mean, I think we forget because communes. of the lives we've lived. Yeah. And, like, the nature of the framework of our who we are as people. Yeah. Which, you know, which I love how you can, you know, kind of really get insight through the archetypal imagery and through astrology and horoscopes mm-hmm. and numerology and all this kind of stuff. But we forget that there's a lot of people who aren't, framed this way yeah and the idea of going somewhere else and like starting brand new is the opposite of exciting <laughs> yeah i know it's terrifying it's so funny i like have i'm to te- like we're terrified by the thought that like <gasps> we might be stuck I somewhere know. forever that's how i was feeling the other day right? about this place and then i made myself walk two miles to muddy paul's and i'm they told me the night before they were i was watching rupaul's drag race and uh, Robin was on and there was an amazing song to, that they had to lip sync to and I remembered that this was a song that I used to go running to and I don't really run anymore because the air is so dirty where I live and it, there's I don't like running outside I like to go like I, ha- I like to be like one foot in my body the other foot zenning out when I do cardio and I can't do that in public because I'm on guard and I'm trying not to step on fucking needles whatever um but this song came on and they said, you need to go on a big walk tomorrow and listen to your old running songs. And I was like, yeah. So I walked all the way to Muddy Paul's, got trapped there in the rain. But it was so, it, I don't know, like listening to music, just I, it was just so good. It just felt so good. Um, but I also was super over my neighborhood for a minute because I've lived here now for over a year. And uh, I had to go do something to mix it up. 
And then I came back and I, I love this neighborhood. It's super, I don't want to live where the air is this filthy, but this is temporary. Everything is, yeah. everything is temporary. I mean, that resonates deeply with me because I've been in my apartment for eight years. Oh, yeah. And that's just this iteration. Sad moon, that's hard. And I've lived moon. there before. Yeah. In the past. Um, not nearly, I never even for a full year. Wow. Um, there's but a now I'm like, I'm totally freaking out. Like instead of going to bed the other night, I was up until 3.30 in the morning on like Zillow and Realtor.com, like looking at apartments. Interesting. And that turns, and it, it goes There's from me looking at different building. neighborhoods. It's cheap too. Oh, it is? Yeah, and it's top floor so you get the best light. What is it, one bedroom? It's it's kind of, it's, I think it's a studio with a separate kitchen. Also, it has a kitchen. Yeah, but it has a total, like it has a total separate kitchen that I think you can fit a table and all kinds of stuff in. Okay, well, use your hands to show me how much it costs. Like, okay. Hmm? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah, right? I know. I was shocked. Yeah, the super told me yesterday. He's like, hey, if you know anybody, I'm showing it. We could go look at it after we record. Oh, my God. Would it be fun if you lived in No. <laughs> 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 I'm that not be, that I mean, excited. I do love no this neighborhood. Deal. There used to be a comedy show right across the street at that restaurant, the French restaurant. And, Aww. you know, there's a lot of cool stuff around here. But yeah. anyway, okay, so... Um, Basically, what we were talking about is, you know, I'm not exactly 100% sure, but um, I know you wanted <laughs> to tell me something, but I, yeah. had a, I had an interesting experience last night when I was doing a guided meditation I could tell you about. Yeah, go ahead. There is a, uh, there was a guy named Dean who um, I talked to on my other podcast about um, his awakening into channeling. Ooh. Right? And he said one of the things that kind of kicked it off for him unexpectedly because he wasn't trying to mm. do it was a guided meditation he listened to by Dr. Stephen Greer. Dr. Stephen Greer is in charge of the Disclosure Project, which is about um, organizing information and key witnesses who have had experience in the government dealing with UFOs and extraterrestrials. Whoa. Okay, so Dr. Stephen Greer, and a lot of people have opinions about Dr. Stephen Greer. We don't need to get into that here. I don't think I know who this is. Other than, I mean, he's got two great documentaries on Netflix. One's called um, uh, Disclosure. I believe it's called, how can I not remember the names of these now? Disclosure, and there's another one. Anyway, if you just type in Dr. Stephen Greer, double E-R, on Netflix, they'll come up. Unacknowledged is the name of one of them. And so, so it's Dr. Stephen Greer doing a guided meditation. It's about a half an hour long that you're supposed to use when you're with a bunch of people somewhere trying to make contact with UFOs. You're trying to call oh, yeah. you're trying to call in UFO contact. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's like this it's, it's like this CTE level, right? There's all these different levels of of, of contact, yeah. right? There's sightings, then there's being abducted, then there's like, you know, having like physical like encounter with one yeah. there's all different then levels. Then open portals and coming through your bedroom. So, uh, and they're classified by this scale, right? Mm-hmm. And so this is you and some other people in a circle, like laying down, listening to this meditation, trying to, as a community or as a group, call in uh, UFOs. Holy and shit. It's we proven need to do to, a retreat, it's proven Josh to work. It's proven to work quite effectively um, where people will see these things. So uh, Dean tells me that he was listening to this specific guided meditation and it's Dr. Greer's voice and then all of a sudden something starts coming through to him and he starts like channeling an, an entity Whoa. Right? so I'm like and I keep forgetting that I had this link to listen to it and so last night I'm like you know what I gotta I'm like, I gotta do this it's like three in the morning I've been reading um, I was totally exhausted um, 
you know, most of the day. I think the, the full moon, like, really fucked with me. Me, too. We, we so, should talk about that. It was a hard one. And so I listened to this. Um, I'm listening to this guided meditation. And then for, like, the first time I'm listening to it, um, I cannot get physically comfortable in my bed. Like, I'm a little propped up. I mean, you just have a couple pillows underneath my head, you know, so I'm not, like, flat on the ground. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to be a little propped up. And I just can't get comfortable. Like, I keep kind of, like, yeah, like, doing this weird thing. And I'm just, like, what is going, like, why am I not, why am I not able to get comfortable right now? So then I start it over. And I start over the, the meditation from the beginning after I get myself situated in a comfortable position in bed. And I'm laying there listening to this. And then all of a sudden, I don't know the best. Have you ever seen one of those movies or TV shows where someone is either being possessed by, you know, a spirit or they're like trying not to morph into like a werewolf or yeah. something else. And they do that edit where they like, it's like super speed where they're like shaking their head and it's like, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> True blood. The vampires do that when they have sex. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm in bed laying there. I'm, I'm not asleep. I'm not falling asleep. And then all of a sudden, and I got my head tilted. I'm on my back. I got my head tilted slightly to the left. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, I feel myself really kind of going into a deeper relaxation. And then all of a sudden, I audibly and like out loud, I do this move, like where I'm shaking my head back and forth, like, no, no, no. Whoa. (laughs) To the point where I'm like, where I'm like, I said out loud, like, what the fuck? You know? And like, it spooked me. Yeah. And I'm like, what was that? It was was almost, it was reminiscent somewhat of when like you catch yourself falling asleep and Uh you wake yourself up. Oh, yeah. But it, I, but I wasn't falling asleep. And so it like, it scared me. And I started to have some like anxiety and apprehension building inside of me yeah after that moment happened so i'm like i paused the thing i'm just like just relax man i mean because i mean i've been doing so many different meditation things yeah uh you know lately that you know i've got all these different styles of meditation i'm doing i'm i'm, I'm going with my classic meditations that i do like if i'm you know trying to do some magic i've got my tantra meditations mm-hmm. that are eyes open sitting up feet flat on the floor kind of things um, that are, you know, very specific with five sacred points you're supposed to observe. And then this thing is just kind of none of those. Yeah. And, and I don't do guided meditations. Uh, I don't listen to guided meditations very often. And this was a guided meditation? This was a guided meditation. Mm-hmm. So there's music I like and then a there's good guided Dr. Greer's voice uh, guiding you through. Mm-hmm. And uh, so then I finally, I go back in and I'm relaxed. I get over this like weird spike of anxiety and... Uh, and then I have to, and then I open my eyes a couple times because I'm like, there's somebody in my fucking room. And like, I open my eyes and I look towards my like walk-in closet. I'm E.T.'s like, in there, that famous like, what scene the where fuck all is the going stuffed on animals. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm, like, so I'm like, there's Reese's Pieces on my floor. <laughs> yes. There was like two or three times where I like, I had to open my eyes because I'm like, there's something fucking moving. Uh-huh, here. uh-huh. And, uh, and then I open my eyes and I don't see anything and I just go back in. But it wasn't like frightening. Yeah. It was just like, who the fuck's in here? Yeah. As opposed to, who the fuck? Yeah. And then next thing you know, um, I wake up this morning. <laughs> and so I'm you just were like, meditating and then you just I'm medita- I was out. meditating and I 
I fell asleep. I woke up at like 5.30 in the morning. That's and I looked, nice though, because then you would have done work. You would have probably astral projected and all that. Yeah, and stuff. I looked at my phone and it was like, because I thought the meditation was probably like an hour or two hours long. Yeah. I looked at it and it was like 29 minutes. I was like, I was like, I fell asleep. Wow. Um, but also, I mean, sleep is sometimes just what happens after. No, exactly. From getting relaxed. Yeah. And it was 3.30 in the morning or whatever time it yeah. was. Yeah. And I was exhausted all day long. So <sighs> I was bound to fall asleep at some point. I um that full moon. I ended up staying up. Last night I was up till well I was up till the sun came up today, and I was real fucking like I was seeing things. It's always when the stuff comes through. And I did laundry. I did laundry at like four a.m. and uh, the the little ghost that runs up and down the stairs. It has a corner it hides in. I think it might be. A, I think it might actually be a child. It's a young person. Um. But there, I kept passing it and I could feel it like moving around me way more than usual because I was on the cusp of like I go and when I write in the middle of the night, I channel like somebody else is writing for me when I write in the middle of the night. It is wild. And it's, I think it's just like when that part of my body, my brain goes to sleep, kind of like other stuff comes in. There was something flying around in here and the cats were going crazy and I put the lights on. There was nothing. I could not see anything. I think it was Faye. Um, but the last, this full moon was really fucking weird. And I told you, um, I, a couple nights ago, I had this, like, I was overcome with something and I wrote an email to some people, uh, who I love. Well, let's talk about that here in a second. Um, let's take a quick break. Okay. And then we'll get into it because this is a little more, this is a transition into more. The transition. Into like some more actual seriousness. Yeah. Oh Yeah. Okay. So I wrote this email and I just wept through it. And I was very much in touch with the mortality. And this was in the middle of the night. Yeah. And this is often, I have, I've had them, you know, I had this uh, Holocaust survivor ghost in my New York apartment. I loved her. She was so great. She, she loved that I was a clean freak. And I found, I learned all about her later. I asked my neighbor, I was like, who died in that bedroom? Who is she? She's an old woman. And she was like, yes. And she, they took care of her. Like they told me everything after I became from really close friends with my neighbor, um, Esther. She was this just like tough little old Jewish. Yeah. Right. And, um, um, Esther would get me up sometimes at night or she'd, she, uh, like she would let me go to bed if I didn't clean the things like, like she was very, uh, her, her energy was very persistent and aggressive, but I really liked it. And I knew she liked me. Um, and it was funny, she lived there with her husband. They both survived the Holocaust. And he actually died in the hospital, which I knew. I knew it was only her who had died in there. Um, but uh, she also had this famous cousin who was blind, also survived the Holocaust, and a medium. And she lived like in the apartment below. So it was like a real weird energy in that apartment. But I, I liked it. And one night, it wasn't Esther. It was um, my uncle came through. And he was like, you need to do this and you need to do it right now. And it was an email I had to send and I did it and then and immediately got results. But um, the other night, I, it was weird. I was just kind of process. I felt like I was processing something and I didn't know where the download was coming from. And I send this email and, and everybody makes jokes about it because it is awkward. <laughs> you know? and, and then today I find out one of them is very, very ill with like, this, you know, something that kills you. And... Um, when they were telling me about it, uh, I felt the pain in my body where they had it, where they have it, and um, it's really fucking weird. And 
just, you know, the back of my throat got sore and raw, which it still is. Um, but I, uh, I'm very, very sensitive to the people I connect to. And I, you know, I, I think I started, they already knew they just weren't telling anybody. They didn't know how bad it was yet. Um, but that moon, just the full moon illuminates everything and it just dropped that fucking load on me. So I already processed a lot of what I'm going to be going through tomorrow. Cause it always takes me like a day to get out of shock. Every time I go through a breakup or anything, I t- it takes me like a few, a few, uh, sometimes a few days to process the shock, but this is for sure, uh, really f- a big fucking mind trip of a, of a, an info bomb I don't know if there was any point in me knowing I feel like I ask them all the time I'm like only give me the things that I should have I don't want to just know shit to know it you know especially when I read people before I read anybody I always connect and I say only show me what you want them to know because I'm going to tell them everything so don't show me stuff that they shouldn't know and and because I've had I've had people who are psychic drop stuff on me that I wish they had not and they're just doing their job, you know. Um, but I, I, I always see what I always say what I see. Well, I think it's interesting because whenever we hear anything, we want to know why did I hear? Why did I need yeah. this? And the ascribing meaning to it. Yeah. We're trying to figure out why was it important to know this. And unfortunately, what I find in my life is that oftentimes meaning is only very clear later yeah that's true. and when something seems like i didn't need this shit man yeah. and then later it's like oh i i needed that yeah. shit man yeah and you know what's crazy as soon as they start telling me I, I i it was like i already knew i was gonna get this information and i closed my eyes and i asked my guides to show me the outcome and they put up a big x and i was texting with Renee and I told her about it and she wrote, I hate it when they give me an X. And I was like, of course they give you X's too. Like it's just a big, "Ah," you know, like on Jeopardy or whatever the game show is. So, and this could be, you know, their soul contract. They might've come in wanting to know what this is going to be like. And I'm going to do fucking magic out the wazoo on it, but it is a, we're mortal, you know, (laughs) like we're very, very mortal. And the weird thing too is, I mean, I don't know if there needs to be a separation, but at least in our mind, there I guess there has to be, um, just because that's the way it is. Mm-hmm. The difference between linear time and nonlinear time, if you look at the, the physical form of our bodies, um, are subject to the rules of this progression of linear time yeah. to some degree. Because we all have agreed upon it and believe it, right? And then if you look at the limitless immortality of our soul or our spirits, they exist in all facets of time simultaneously. Yeah. So that's why like psychic powers, knowing the future, uh, you know, being able to connect to past lives yep. uh, in the moment, like time isn't, you know, reliant on past, present or future in that way. It's just all encompassing knowledge that is available, ever present everywhere. Yeah. Right. And, and so thinking about you know, like learning, like what's the meaning of understanding information in advance yeah where our physical body is like processing it when our soul has had access to it the whole time exactly whether or not it's been illuminated to us or not yeah um it's so it's kind of like doing it's almost like i feel like uh 
our existence is a conjoined twin of some kind. It's true. Right? And one twin wants one twin wants like a watch and the other twin is like time isn't real. I don't know if I ever told you this. Um, the first time Doreen read me, she saw a twin that I have and the twin had wings and uh, like a f- like Fay. I totally forgot about this, but um, the twin was kind of like the evil, wicked one. And and Doreen said, when I got to her, she had this shit-eating grin on her <laughs> face. And then I was like, oh, this isn't Angela. But um, yeah, I, won- I always wonder about that. Like, uh, who is who's my twin? And That's is funny. she one of these little bastards who fucks up all my shit in here? <laughs> you know, which it's, is fine. We're It's funny, and it occurs to me, like, as we're talking about this, that just because we have this limitless all-knowing twin that yeah. is connected to the to the source of everything that yeah. is and will be or was doesn't mean we have to put the pressure on ourselves to like access that information yeah. all the time no and like but uh, you know well, but i'm this limitless being i should just know everything yeah like, why the fuck and like we put these expectations upon yep. ourselves to be tapped into that constantly and that's not what it's about i I think I want to start doing past life uh, readings for people because I see past life stuff so easily. Like even when we did a seance and I saw you in in this life that was very old, you you um you looked Italian or Romani or something, but I saw you dead, and it was like you were like all done up for your funeral. Oh, was that the first one we did? That was yeah, that was on your place with yeah, yeah with Melissa yeah, and um I've seen a lot of stuff like that pretty easily for people. Um, and ancestors and things. But I think sometimes too, because my past life, it was like in my face. It took so long for me to accept it. And it took my mom telling me, you tell the story. How do you not know this is your past life? Because I, I would be like, oh, look at all these crazy similarities. Look at all this, you know. And and finally, when I, when I owned it, all, like it was like a big info dump came through. But I think sometimes... Because I that past life was not what I wanted it to be at all. I'm sure I, I got plenty out of it. Um, oh my god, they did the best info dump on me. If anybody's not listened to our past life episode, I'm not going to start talking about who I was again. But I had this really great moment the other night. This was, I think, this was the same night I wrote that email. Um, I love Stephen King so much. I love him so much, and um. like I just think he's I think he's a good person and I think he has a wild imagination that he is not afraid of and I and and that's his this is what I love about him he is doing shadow work he's been doing it his whole life the stuff that he writes is fucked up and so disturbing and that is some shadow work that's shadow work you know he's not gonna go out and kill a bunch of people but he's gonna have fun writing about it you know that's how you do it but I got this um this thing the other night where they kind of like told because I, I was like I, I was watching the the outsider finale and HBO just did it um what's his name Jason Bateman directed it and it's really good people keep I mean my hometown Dayton Ohio is referenced in that show apparently I haven't oh. seen it I need to get an HBO go I need to get HBO I'll go give you my something. login oh hell yeah because yeah. uh, multiple people have been hitting me up about oh, the outsider it's recently. so good it's so good um the woman who plays Holly uh I can't remember her last name she's so good I mean it's like She's so good at like immediately getting empathy out of you. She's just a phenomenal actress. Just, just you just like care about her so much instantly. Um, but I was sitting there and I was just shouting at the TV like, "Yes, yeah, you King, I love you, I love you." And then I had this moment 
um, where I thought about somebody else and their guide who was kind of famous. And I was like, oh, I wonder if Stephen King will be like that for me. And they were like, no, no, you're that for him. And I was like, what? And it was sort of like, at some point, there was shaping of his life that I was a part of. And I was really excited about that. And I wrote it in my journal. I'm that's trying really to cool. write more stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that is, that's really cool. And that also think. explains... Like, that never even occurred to me. No, like no. what it, my past lives could have... It. I, I don't know what it is exactly, but... um. Um, this, uh, this is the thing, like I have such love for him, but it would make sense if I guided him or something at some point. And now I see him succeed and thrive in this life. You know what I mean? Like, like there's like a pride to it. Well, that's the thing that, you know, I always get like very excited when I'm reading a book that I am enjoying and I'm enjoying the prophet's way by Tom Hartman. Obviously and you won't shut up. About I know. It. Right. Jeez. And, uh, and I've obviously read it before. It. And I would marry this book if I could. <laughs> um, it's just the sex would be slice, cut, paper cuts. Um, the uh, I don't even want to. Okay, no. I for, forgive me for that visual, but the the idea of you know doing an action for the sake of you know the grand picture that is like not thinking of the future or not thinking of the past or the present necessarily, but thinking of you know general like pe- we've talked about generational trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it gets into, uh, morphic resonance, which is a concept by, uh, Rupert Sheldrake. And there's all these experiments that have proven, you know, about creatures will have knowledge once there's a tipping point in the species of that creature where uh, if enough creatures of enough of them learn something, then ones that aren't even connected to them physically in any way possible on the other side of the world suddenly will learn it so much faster when they're when someone tries to teach it to them right so like rats um you know when it would take 200 uh 200 times for scientists to teach these rats how to escape a water uh in a in a tank from one exit or the other one gives them a shock one doesn't, Ugh. right? But the ones that give them a shock gave them f- a little treat. But the one that didn't give a shock didn't have a treat. So it took 200 times for these rats to initially learn to go through the exit that didn't shock them, right? And so then they would do, they would breed these rats, and then the next generations, and gener- up to like 50 generations of these rats. And by the time they would go down, now these rats could learn it in 20 times. Wow. It would take 200. But once enough rats learned this behavior... Yeah. Scientists on the other side of the fucking world would do the exact same experiment and the rats would do it in 20 turns. Wow. Right. So like this collective consciousness, this connectivity of mind. right? Yeah. Almost Um, like our DNA is all tapped into the same weird thing. And so, you know, and there's examples of chimpanzees who learn to wash sand off of food when scientists would purposely drop food in like sand and then like chimpanzees on the other side of the world would all start washing their fruit in the ocean suddenly Wow! when they've never been taught or told how to do it and so this is a problem with humans though because our brains i feel like this is the problem with standing alone and not all connecting is we are missing out on these well no the point i think is uh, that i was getting at was if you are for example trying to lead a vegetarian lifestyle Mm -hmm. a vegan lifestyle and you feel like I'm the only person in my town, if you're listening to this, and like you're surrounded by meat eaters. Yeah. And it's like, I'm the only person who's trying to reduce suffering. 
by living a vegetarian lifestyle. And like it's helpless. Well, no, then, no, it's not. In fact, yeah. because you are contributing to the total number, which will lead to the tipping point that eventually Aww. all creatures are like, oh, we should be veg-. like it just yeah. occurs to them like we should all be. Veg-. The idea of being vegetarian or, or vegan is exponentially more profound than it was 15 years ago. Yeah. And to sit here and act like it wasn't is crazy. I mean, I know there's people who are like, it's still so bad. There's so, so much blah, blah, blah. But if you think about the awareness yeah. that goes into these these concepts and these movements and behavior of human beings, it's it's exponentially more spread than it used to be, which means it's being we're being successful yeah. uh, if you are one of those people. Right? Well, and also one of those people... You know, if there is a hive mind to it, you know, you have a whole bunch of people in every major city who are doing what you're doing just just to do it. You know, there are for sure people who are doing it and getting a little bit obnoxious about it. And, and you know, it is their identity. What people don't understand is it's very hard. It's it's once you once like you see how horrible it is you want to tell everybody and it's it's very hard so please understand i i used to share the worst stuff on facebook and i have so many people who unfollowed me because these of are it. the phases and stages yeah that people exactly go exactly and and then i realized you know i know that this is bad but some people this isn't how you you know you don't it's that simpsons quote you don't make friends with salad like salad being a horrible slaughterhouse video. You know, that doesn't, th- it, it does kind of work, but at the same time, people have to dip their toes and stuff for the most part. And and when I see, I see vegan friends and they're like, milk is drinking, you're drinking pus, ew. How could you eat ice cream? You're eating pus, ew. That's true. There's pus and dairy. There's a lot of pus and dairy. But that's not how you get anybody to stop eating it. If anything, they push back and they want to, re- we talked about this last week, they want to reinforce they're what they already believe, which it's okay to eat dairy, you know? So there's a great way to share messages. There's a great way to bring people over. But the connectivity and the magic of it yes. all is what I think is important when it comes to trying to understand, you know, we talk about, we end each episode by saying this shit is real, mm-hmm. right? And there's plenty of, in the thinker thinks and the prover proves, uh-huh. right? So, I mean, we can find all the evidence we want because we already believe in it to show people like this shit is real. Yeah. But when you look at the the findings in the world of science and then you look at the findings lately in the last 10 years in the worlds of paranormal, mm-hmm. spiritual stuff, that kind of all ties back into, you know, ancient esoteric knowledge. Um, there's evidence that we can point to that shows when you change your internal world, because I know sometimes I struggle with this, the idea of um, spending so much time on myself that it's like I'm so selfish, like I'm not really doing what I should be doing to change the world. When in fact, that's the completely wrong attitude to have. Yeah. Because the fact that I am changing myself, I am changing the world. Yes. And that doesn't mean that I just only have to care about myself all the time. That's a different thing altogether. There's a difference between being selfish and actively transforming yourself to be an active change of the world. Yeah. Because if you do change the world, change the way you interact with the world around you, you are actively changing that world. And then through manifestation, through magical practice, these are the things that we can use to enact that change. 
I don't think I told you this. Oh, I have to show you. I'll show you that crazy um, spell I did, the manifestation spell on my altar. Um, the first thing they had me put at the top of that list was a world concern that I want changed. And I always forget about that. But my guides told me to do that. The, f- the very first thing on the list is greater good stuff. And yeah, it's animal related. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like the fact that we even like still have to like make jokes about ourselves sometimes, you know, when we're, when we're talking <laughs> yeah. about like, the stuff we want to do is, is indicative of like the struggle that occurs when you're you're trying to make a dent in something that's seemingly the rest of the world doesn't give a shit about. Yeah. But that's only when we focus our attention on, you know, the pushback yeah. as opposed to, you know, everybody else who's like behind us and like uh, encouraging that push and also doing doing their own things. It is interesting to think that, you know, where we've come from in the past mm-hmm. and then where we are currently. Um, I kind of like to think of it as, you know, we had this age of magic. Right. Um, and which a lot of people are tapping back into now. Yeah. But like for me, it seems like it's the age of magic was followed by the age of religion which was followed by the age of science, which is now followed by the age of magic. And yes. these are all and like age of magic is just a natural way of being, I would argue. You are so articulate today. I feel like you are straight oh, up you. channeling. Well I feel like I had like some major information. I gotta like read this book. I gotta to do this meditation. Recently. Yeah. Like in some of my meditations. Um, but the you know, religion is kind of like human beings wanting to use the the beautiful aspects of magic and be like oh we can well, we can get power yeah. by doing this and so then they they cut off the source of information and like make it elite blah 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 and then science is like this is and there's people who are like this religion stuff is crazy bullshit <laughs> right yeah. uh, you know the universe can be very easily explained and yeah. with numbers and mm-hmm. so then they're like blah 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 here's the numbers and god is bullshit and then the you know and now there's people who are like these these some of these science people, not all of these. Some of these science people ha- are fucking crazy. Yes, right? like this has gone too far. You know, there's a fucking magic, man. Yep. You don't need to put numbers yeah. on everything. There can be magic and science. Yeah, and then, so I think in a perfect world, magic it's a combination of of magic mm-hmm. and science. Yeah, and organized religion specifically. I mean, it serves its purpose for certain people. I understand that, blah, 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 blah. But it's magic and science. If you combine those two things, the meshing of those two worlds, I think, is what we are really dealing with now. Uh, and that's the burgeoning community that's forming on the Internet. And Because when you want to talk about quantum tunneling, that's yeah. a perfect example of magic and science coming together for people yep. wanting to affect change in their own spiritual and physical lives yeah. by borrowing or using, dipping into the scientific advancements that are being discovered yes. by the suits. I'm feeling so well balanced because as you can see behind you uh, is a quarter of the vitamins I take every day. The whole door of my refrigerator is full of vitamins. This is like a... Supplements, I guess. For those coming. who are wondering, like imagine yourself in a, a pretty cool town like Omaha, Nebraska, right? Ooh, Where like, people, wouldn't, people wouldn't be like, oh, Omaha, Nebraska, what are you talking about? Omaha, Nebraska, Omaha. the major cities in all states across the United States, um, there are cool. there are really cool communities, right? And mm-hmm. you can, that's where you find the rock shops. Oh, yeah. And like, you know, homeopathic stores, witch stores. Like one of those locally owned like witch shops uh-huh. in like Omaha, Nebraska, right? Where, you know, it's not much bigger than, you know, a subway restaurant. <laughs> like, it's that kind of place, right? A s- not, a sub- not a subway. Not a, a subway. A subway restaurant. A subway restaurant. Like a, a small, subway restaurant. Like a small coffee shop yeah. in, a, in a town somewhere. Uh-huh. 
the amount of vitamins you have. This is a long oh, way to open go. Open my fridge. The amount of vitamins you. No, I've seen inside your fridge. Oh, good. The, the amount of door. vitamins you have is like an entire aisle of one of those stores. It is. It is. It really There's is. There's no fewer than fifty. And total here's the things. thing. Like, and then look at the giant altar I have. Like, my magic, and my and my science are in perfect harmony. Yeah, exactly. And all my germaphobe shit. I'm not just relying on magic or astrology. I was hosed down when I walked into the apartment. <laughs> a la I, sci-fi movies. If, if, after if, I've been yeah, on if like I'd a had my wits about me, planet. I would have. I keep um, hydrogen peroxide out right now to wipe everything down. Like I wiped down my computer, wiped down my device, wiped down everything that I'm touching when I'm out. My keys. Um, hydrogen. For those of you who are like, all the stores are out of alcohol. Hydrogen peroxide also kills coronavirus. Um, I just read that last night. So. Yeah. And. I there's people close to me. There's uh, people close to me who have compromised immune systems. Oh, um, so it is kind of um, you know it's it, it wears on me a little bit when everybody's yeah. like hey, you don't have to worry about it unless you got a compromised immune. But so that's it's like that's a lot of people. Yeah, and there's a lot of people I know who have autoimmune disorder. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of those people find themselves in the paranormal world or in the magic. Yeah, world because they're looking for empowering ways to treat themselves because. Yep you know modern science or doctors have failed yeah uh and refuse to acknowledge the truth of their existence of being of pain that they Uh can't diagnose right just because they can't diagnose it doesn't mean it's in their fucking head no no exactly so that's like so when you have when you're a person like that with a compromised immune system or you have an autoimmune disorder um and you've been going through that like the gauntlet of you know mainstream medicine and you just keep like getting told to go a different direction. Yeah. Everywhere you go, it can feel helpless. And so then the coronavirus comes and everybody's like, oh, you don't have to worry about it unless you're, a, you know, like an oldie or yeah. an old person. It's like, well, no, there's a lot of people who have yeah. to worry about it. So I am not personally uh, worried about con- uh, contracting it and it killing me. No, me Because neither. I have a pretty good immune system. I don't want to give it to I do to very much worry I don't about, carry it. Yeah. about spreading it. Yep. I'm going to tell you guys some good stuff to take really quick because I just I actually bought this mushroom stuff last night and get some rubber gloves if you have to be out in public. Oh, yeah, because you won't touch your, uh, a buddy of mine who's a uh, he's like a uh, a law enforcement guy who's like a nature law enforcement, like a ranger, almost like a park warden. Oh, yeah. Our game warden guy. Uh, I know him from Bigfooting and stuff. He uh, <laughs> Bigfooting. We were talking about this today and he's like, if you're worried about like touching your face or your eyes and stuff, and you do that too much when you're out in public. Just put on a couple pair of those sanitary gloves. Yeah. Because you do not want to rub your eyes no. if you've got fucking no. gloves on. Like that's like the last thing you want to yep. do. You don't you don't put them in your mouth because they they taste like fucking oh, yeah. plastic. As somebody who my entire life and I and I'm I was very blessed with that uh, Capricorn grandmother who taught me at an early age don't touch anything. Everything is covered in fecal matter, and she taught me how to go into a bathroom and not touch anything and line a toilet seat and sit on it. And I she was a clean freak, and I loved her house. Oh my god, like you talk about eating off floors. Like, I would lie down on the floor. She, it was just, her floors were so clean. She was so clean. But um, she she would always kind of drill this into me. So when I go places, if, if, like, I'm eating in a diner, I can tell you everything I touch walking in. I always try to, like, hang back so the person I'm with has to touch the door. I mean, that's a little selfish, but this is this is the way I was raised. Um, I most, will, most shoes can open a door. Most it's feet, true. You just it's use true. your foot. Um, I also will often not use salt, pepper, or ketchup, like, in a diner because I don't trust that the outside is clean and I'm, I'm going to touch french fries, you know? like. And that's why having a purse is so great. And I want to say to the men listening... Mm-hmm. Uh, or all those who identify as 
uh, man and like to dress as such uh-huh. and, and, and you yeah. know, that wardrobe. We can not let um, the, like, it would be the patriarchy. Yeah. Let us uh, believe that we're not allowed to have fucking purses. No, I, I agree. I used to get made of fun of him so much for having a man purse back in the day. Of course you had a um, man purse. You're so And my purse. And um, <laughs> what did it look like? It was kind of like, it was kind of just like a, a side, a satchel. Yeah. Right? Oh, that's, yeah. And um, that's how most and it's man like, purses are. Yeah. It's like, why would you not want to have access? I know. To uh, medicine. Yep. To extra space. And I can't wear a wallet in the back of my pants because it pen. like hurts my back. Yeah. Um, and like, you know, because I have so much fucking cash in my wallet <laughs> that my wallet is so thick. Oh, yeah. I've seen it. I've seen your big bulging wallet. Right? But I sit lopsided <laughs> because all the all the cheddar I'm stacking. So, um, but yeah, I'm like. Everyone should be allowed to have a purse. I agree. I'm so fed up with all everyone this shit. is allowed to um, have a purse. Weird side note. I did not know. I, I keep seeing um, things on social um, about and like stand up acts now where uh, women hate short men. I didn't know this was a thing. Do you know about this? Have you seen this? Uh, this, I guess on dating apps, which I'm also not very familiar with. Um, women are super weird about guys under six feet I can tall? 100% answer this question for you. Okay, tell me. Um, I haven't been on the dating apps in a while. Uh-huh. But I will say that in my limited time that I've been on them over the last handful of years, that is 100% a thing where in women's bios, they will explicitly say no one under six feet. Fuck that uh, no short like if you're under six feet don't mess don't i'm gonna swipe say left something like and it they it's one of the first that's questions up women they, or they will say like fucked up please include your height in your bio or i won't match this is i'm getting so they like won't explicitly right say under six feet but they will say um if you don't have your height in your bio i won't match. yeah and you. meanwhile why can't i find a nice guy because you're not a nice guy you're not a nice guy you fucking care about that i am gonna say something that I've been told, I've been called out for by people for my whole life. I prefer short men. They're funnier. They, I, I don't know why. I guess because they had to work harder because they were smaller or something. You know what I mean? But they usually have the best sense of humor. Um, I'm into like a cuddly man. Um, I like. I mean, the I think tall the lesson man. here is everybody can be an asshole. It's so true. Everybody can. Everybody can be um, superficial. Yeah, I like a tall man, but I think height is a little bit wasted on me. I just don't. It doesn't matter. And, and, and there's people who point to like, well, biologically speaking, oh, we are but programmed you know what? in a blah, 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 blah. The runt I, of the litter yep. and blah, 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 blah. I blah. do know some men who prefer like t- uh, two men I love dearly, tiny, crazy, petite women. And it's because they have like a macho thing and they need to feel bigger, you know. So if they're with a there's smaller a, woman. It's also, and that's, yeah. that can be the woman thing too. Maybe they just want to physically feel smaller. But I do, I, I do think that it's unfair to say. Oh, my God. Or to, for us to assume that. People just don't have like preferred types, and yeah. they don't always have to be nefarious reasons. Yeah, like um, I'm I don't still know th- coming off of Love Is you know, Blind, by the way, because there's like the imprint of which I still haven't watched anything Ugh. about that. Uh, my roommates, so fun. My roommates are, uh, you know, have watched it, of course, because of you. And, yeah, I told uh, you. So that night, that that the last time Ryan and I recorded, we did two episodes, and then you left. You had plans, and. Aaron Tyler and I went to Trader Joe's, bought a shit ton of snacks and came back, ate them, kept trying to watch Come to Daddy, which we eventually did watch. And I left in the middle of the night and we ate so much junk. It was so fun. It was so much fun. I love your but it, it, 
you watched a bunch of episodes of that show, I'm guessing. I watched the entire show, but okay. then I told them to watch it. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, I watched yeah. it. I binged it all by myself. But I also think there's like the, um, there's an interesting theory I heard years ago about you're kind of always imprinted by your first love, your first like real strong attraction that you had. Oh, wow. Um, I told so, you, right? So if you were like, like if you were the first time you really liked a person, uh-huh. the, the, the physical attributes that they possessed, mm-hmm. um, are kind of the mold for what you're into. This is so funny because yesterday in the shower is always when I connect with my guides and I had a glimpse of me telling you this story and I was like, when would that ever come up? But I've commented on that photo of you, your graduation photo on Instagram, that you look like this guy, Jason Mitchell was my first crush. And this was the story that they just showed me telling you. And I had no interest in boys. I thought boys were awful. If anything, I thought, I honestly believed I might be a lesbian when I was a child, even though I didn't know that was a thing yet. I, I really loved women. And we're all on the spectrum, okay? Like, we should be so lucky as to be swinging both ways, all of us. Um, but, ooh, there I go, hitting the table. I'm so proud <laughs> of But Jason Mitchell, who really, you guys looked so much alike. And um, I just thought he was obnoxious. He was the class clown. And I was kind of a class clown. Uh, we're both loud. So it was a competition. Kind of. And then one day, I want to say it was third grade, he played the keyboard. He played a little electric keyboard, stared into my eyes, and sang Thompson Twins Head Over Heels. And he did have a crush on me, which is why I thought he was annoying. That moment, I was a child, and that moment sealed my fate. <laughs> Class clown. Like, then it was like, Musician. I got to go into drama. I got to be around, around these guys, you know? Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, my um, my type, I guess, um, was, oh, my God. If I was to really, <laughs> if I was to really, really, like, the first, like, overwhelmingly, like, uh-huh. obsession I had with a gal... Oh my God! I can remember. I mean, she's the, she's the name, and I found her on Facebook <gasps> within the last three years. I gotta find Jason. I gotta the tell you, I gotta tell you, still, she's still killing it. Ooh! Um, oh, I think you've talked about her. Well, tell us the type. What does she? Her look name's like? Nicole. I won't say her full name. Okay. But um, <laughs> even though I don't think they could find her anyway if they wanted to, but she, I met her at Young Life camp when I was, I think, a sophomore in high school. That sounds Christian. Was it? Christian? It was a Christian Ugh. camp. It's like yeah. a Christian camp uh, in Windy Gap, North Carolina. <laughs> Uh, was the name of the place. It was beautiful. It's like this little valley inside well, of these mountains. Well, it's God's country. There's a water Ryan. park, and it was it was Whoa. it was an amazing. And there was pools, like a hot tub, and I'll never forget being in the hot tub with. It Nicole. sounds like you were on a dating show. Yeah, right. I mean, it was a bunch of Christian kids getting together, <laughs> who didn't know each other from all around the country. Uh huh. Right, and Nicole. Oh my God, I wish I could say her last name because it's such a beautiful name. Mm. But like, she was in a bikini in the hot tub. And how I mean, old were you? I was probably 15 years oh. old. And how I old was, was she? like, she was probably similar. Wow. 15, 16. I Maybe had boobs she, she might have been 16 because she, because um, I was young for my grade. Uh-huh. So, like, I didn't turn 18 until after I graduated high school. So, she was such a knockout, but she, like, definitely imprinted my type Aww. after that. She was, like, dirty blonde, <gasps> right? Dirty. Really, really tan. Oh, no. Um, that and sounds at very the sake Christian. Of, at the risk of sounding like crude here, I would just will say this: she, like, she just had like the biggest boobs I'd ever seen Aww. in my life. Yeah, you're point, a boob right? man. And like, well, you're both, right? That's my vibe from you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've I've <laughs> I've grown to <laughs> appreciate all aspects of, of physicalness. But right, so, right. um, 
But I just remember, like, I the first thing I did when I got my driver's license was I drove to Lexington, Kentucky to hang out with her. Aww. And, the, um, and when I say the biggest booze I'd ever seen, I mean, we were 16 well, years old, a right? bikini on... But yeah, so, I mean, who knows? Yeah. But she did have to have back surgery. What? Uh, later. But I don't think it was related because her boobs were so big. Oh, it wasn't God. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, um, That's pretty rare. They're not like, that heavy. I was locked into the Nicole type for... For years, Aww. you know, like that that blondish uh-huh. brunette chasing um, the dragon. Yeah, but then it's funny because how different loves of your life will then change your pattern. Yeah, or what you're looking for, or like what you find, because you know you hear people like, oh, his ex looks, uh, <gasps> or yes. his, his new girlfriend lo- looks just like his ex, or Ooh. her ex looks just like yep. her ex girlfriend, or yeah, you know, you know, whatever it is. Everybody like, should watch the lodge, by the way. The pattern can get started. Yeah, and um. And then I had a pattern for a while that was like such a type. Really? Yeah. Um. I don't know what my type is my, now. I, I have a lot of diversity like, in my like history. I, I wouldn't say lots I of had Mormons, a type. lots of Jews. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and then you move to a place like yeah Los Angeles, and you realize, oh, there's there's so much diversity. Yeah. That like anybody who had kind of a type, I think, when they get out of a very like. Um, I don't want to say um, exclusive area, but one that just doesn't have a lot of, a ton of diversity. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when you realize, oh my God, like I love all kinds of stuff. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? I yeah. Love, uh, yeah. I love all kinds of stuff. So if I had, I like, I don't necessarily Sometimes think I have, uh, well, like I guess we were talking about like the, the type or yeah. like physical short Sometimes, tall or whatever. Yeah. But I also know I have preferences though. Yeah. Sometimes though it's a subconscious thing. It's, but it's biological because you want someone with genes different than your own because mutts make healthier people. Mutts 100%. make healthier dogs as someone 100%. who adopted. I make the joke that when I'm in Atlanta, white women don't exist. Oh my God. White women yeah. do not exist. I don't even see them when I'm in Atlanta. Ugh, like the, the star of Bl- love is blind is the most gorgeous African-American woman from Atlanta. I mean, fucking stunning. You don't, you can't even see anybody else on screen when she's on screen. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, and I think it's that subconscious, uh, you know, that's that thing like our, you know, our DNA is like 100% different. Yeah. And we would have such a healthy child. Yeah, it's true. And you just can't really walk up to a woman in an airport and say that. No. Hey, um. No, you can't. You can't. <laughs> that is the creepiest fucking worst. And I would never say that. I would never say that to a person. Oh, my God. Do you know what I wanted to tell you about? Have you seen the Metaphysical Library of L.A.? Oh, yeah, the traveling thing that you, yeah. you posted about it. I, I became I, a I, member, and I love, it's kind of like our Patreon. Their thing is, um, I became a member for $3.33 a month, haha, and I get to check out a book a month, and I got the craziest fucking book I have to show you. I asked the guy, too. I said, um, what would you recommend for a beginner who's not, a, or a non-beginner who's not afraid of anything? And he was like, oh. And I was like, um, and, and he's like, well, what, what are you doing? I was like, I, I do a lot of work with Hakata and Pan. And he pulled this book out from a pile behind that was hidden from people. So it's like a special book. I should just find oh, it. Oh, that's cool. Well, yeah. well, maybe we'll talk about that. Um, we'll talk more about that once mm-hmm. I get a chance to visit it. But um, the uh, You guys should check it out. If you're yeah. in L.A. We gotta, I know we're we going to put a bow on this one. Yeah. Yeah. But check out the Metaphysical Library. It's it's the most adorable truck. They go to the Crooked Path and they go to Stories, my favorite bookstore here. But I can't sit in there anymore because it's full of dust mites. And I brought dust mites home and I had to clean the whole house. Most people don't feel dust mites. Clean freak germaphobes who are allergic to everything like myself. I had I felt dust mites on my body. 
I've cleansed like crazy here, even though it doesn't look like. Oh, and uh, when it comes to cleansing, also, um, if you're curious about cleansing your crystals, I would suggest checking out uh, the Mohs hardness scale, which is what is that? Which it's the it's a scientific scale of the the density or the hardness of all these different crystals and minerals, and that scale will indicate whether or not you should ever rinse with oh, water your crystals don't rinse your or submerge them in water yeah or, or things like that so um that's a you know just look up the most hardness scale uh with the, whatever crystals you might have questions about and that will that will lead you in the right direction yeah also um really quick i did mean to tell people some really good defenses for your immune system um elderberry syrup is huge oregano oil huge these are both things that are still available people don't great. seem to know about them yet and there's this it's very expensive it's like 50 bucks a jar but um you can get coupon coupons through vitacost is a really good website for this stuff um fungi perfecti host defense from my community it's a bunch of mushroom stuff i never get sick and i was living with a child and a filthy man for a while and in, in utah and I, I got really sick and i could not shake it this fungi perfecti stuff was the one thing that got me finally out of sinus infection and coughing. And, uh, you know, hit me up. I'll, maybe we'll post the uh, fire cider recipe. Oh, yeah, yeah. Take, um, if, if, yeah, we should post the fire. Also, if you just, I take um, apple cider vinegar every morning. It, that's huge. So fire cider essentially is just when you add a bunch of stuff to apple cider vinegar. Yeah, yeah. And it actually tastes better. Yeah, take a uh, swig of that every morning up, when you yeah, wake up. Like a shot of it. Yeah, get your okay. defense systems up. Don't touch your just, eyes. You know, buy some gloves. And uh, if you're worried about being out in public and, uh, you know, just uh, get some rubber gloves. And don't worry about looking like a weirdo because yeah. nobody's going to judge you. You are a weirdo. Embrace it. Yeah. And no one's going to judge you for trying not to trying alive. to spread a, yeah. a virus to everyone else. <sighs> yeah. And stock up on food. Also, laundry detergent, things like that. We might not be able to get shipments in certain areas. So necessities that can keep like like soap, things like that. We stock up toothpaste, whatever. We just don't know. But you know what? Like, it's so funny. Like I, every for the last week I've mm -hmm. been going. Oh, my God. I we don't have time to talk about this. I'll <laughs> talk about it another one. But uh, about like a day I had Prepper. the other day uh, <laughs> where I was like I was I, I think I was Peter pretending, Prepper picked I think I was pretending to be a different person. Oh, and I spend like a like a majority of my day like pretending to be someone else. Okay. And like, okay, and lizard like, brain. And like the things I did. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, right. Um, Please so remember we'll, this. We'll, talk about we'll, the next. We'll one. talk about that later. Um, but okay, so Ryan's yeah, embracing his. This weirdo. is where the magic happens. Dot com. Uh, we are on Instagram at lovable at rising at where magic happens. Uh, you can follow us there. Um, Angela does the heavy lifting on the memes on the where magic happens Instagram. Every once in a while, I will get uh, you know some captioning. He'll reply with a good one, and then oh, it, you know, it and so soars. so there. Uh, so that's been fun. Uh, so give us a follow on there. Um, to the patrons, thank you very much. Oh, thank there are you. three different levels over there, but you can contribute whatever amount financially you want. There is no set specific yeah, yeah. amount that you have to give um, as but there soon are as, three tiers yeah, as soon as we have 500 we're going to start um posting us video doing this for yeah, everybody which is um and so you know you know at that number obviously we'll you know we'll, we'll be able to uh just use that money to buy some sweet equipment yeah that sweet to, equipment to make that happen yeah two bucks and, uh, you guys two bucks a month is like what that's i think by that point too ideally um we have someone producing the show Oh yeah, I um, thought about that's that what in that, the shower when I saw myself that's what that story. Will, 
that's what that will do. Yeah. So, I mean, because I, I know I can't do all that stuff. It's but, a lot but of work. But quite frankly, this there's is a lot of work. There's a lot, you know, there's a lot going <laughs> For no on. No right money. Now. Yeah. Uh, if so. everybody who listens to this, the, if you listen to it the first day it comes out, we have so many listeners who listen the very first day it comes out. If all of you just gave $2, that would be it. We'd be able to do video. We'd probably just, yeah. And if you're so. listening to it the day it comes out, then you probably really like us and would love to give us $2. Yeah. And, uh, and if you can't do that right now, then. You know, that's okay. Yeah. If you have to use that money to buy elderberry syrup and, and organ oil, do that. Yeah. And uh, zinc yeah. is so good. Patreon.com backslash this is where the magic happens. That's where we tell secrets each yes. week. Each week we secrets. tell secrets. And there will be other content coming as well. Yeah. Uh, over there. Live Q&As. Live Q&As are in the works and uh, some other things. And so a picture of a Hakate spider web that spiders don't actually live in. <laughs> <laughs> I'll post that Maybe, later today. Potentially. <laughs> possibly. <laughs> Maybe they blip in and out of this dimension. Maybe. But, uh, okay, so uh, we hope you're having fun out there, and don't forget. This shit is real.